Welcome to it, the Pure Opelka podcast. A little bit delayed on this Thursday. There was a lot going on today, so it kept me a little bit late in getting things done and getting this posted. But I'm here, and it was a very busy day, an important day in our lives, an important day in everyone's life today. The President of the United States went to New York City today. Joe Biden went to New York City after he told us the news that America had sent some of our elite fighting forces in to kill a terrorist in Syria. And now Syria is telling us that that attack on this ISIS leader also killed civilians. I'm sure we took out the bad guy. And I'm very happy we have a dead terrorist and very happy that that dead terrorist won't be out causing any more trouble. Happy dirt nap, Mr. Terrorist. But I'm also nervous about this report that we killed a bunch of children and women. The Biden administration is telling us that the bad guy blew up the building, the third floor of the building he was in, before he died himself. And that's what killed the the civilians, the collateral damage of people locally, children, women, etc. We will see. I'm sure there's going to be a protest filed in the U.N. from these, these jackwagons who've been hiding this guy for all this time. But I am glad the man's dead. I also wonder, though, if this is a distraction from all the other problems this administration is having. The crime wave, for example, Joe Biden going to New York City today to meet with the mayor of New York, the new mayor of New York, the guy who's got a background in police work, Eric Adams. Let's hope he's going to be tougher on crime than his predecessor, the awful Bill de Blasio. There's all kinds of rumors about de Blasio. We'll talk about that, too. But the situation today with the uh, the president showing up in New York, he should have been there yesterday when we had another funeral for another police officer who was killed in the line of duty. But this administration didn't think that way. Would have been nice to have the president and the first lady in the front row at St. Patrick's Cathedral comforting the family of the officer who was gunned down. That would have been good. Instead, the president chose to have a photo op with the new mayor and talk about taking away people's guns because ultimately... It's not about the criminals who've been let out on the streets. It's about the guns in the minds of the Democrats. Biden was talking about it today when he was in the city. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. Where there is room under the law for the president's uh, policies to be pursued, then I, I think the president is entitled to pursue them. Gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. Yeah, that's from a town hall. That last clip is from a town hall with CNN when Anderson Cooper was trying to help Biden get his initiative forward. Here was Biden today in New York City talking about the guns. This doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon when this this, uh, amendment was passed. 
And so no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. But that well, I, I do think you may have been able to buy a cannon back then. And, you know, if you are a federally licensed firearms dealer holding an FFL license, you can buy automatic weapons, not just the semi-automatic weapons that the rest of us are limited to. Biden also talked about the importance of background checks. And this is hilarious because Joe Biden's son is the guy who lied on a background check form just a couple of years ago and then was embroiled in a scandal around it. And now they are asking to have that case dropped. Why? If you or I had lied on a background check form and bought a firearm, we'd be in jail right now. It's just funny that he says the background checks are no big deal. Well, they weren't a big deal for your son because he lied about them. The interesting thing here in all of this is that uh, in 1993, Joe Biden was a tough guy when it came to crime. Joe Biden talking tough about crime in 1993. They must be taken off the street. He's talking about criminals. We got to get the violent criminals off the street. But there's more from then Senator Biden. Simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. Hmm. 15 years from now, they will become the predators. Well, it appears that's happening. It's more like 15 months from the start of the pandemic when we started seeing your woke policies bending and the district attorneys who were put in place by liberal voters saying, no, we don't need to lock up these violent people. We, we're just going to let them out. No bail for them. And we see the consequences. Hell, in D.C. this past week, there was a big freakout because somebody sprayed or, or scratched some giant swastikas into the columns outside the train station, Union Station, right there, not far from the White House at all. Just a couple of blocks from the Capitol and the White House. Swastikas carved and sprayed into the pillars. Turns out it, uh, it was uh, an illegal alien who was arrested and um, won't be deported. An illegal alien, a guy here illegally, Spraying all this stuff, these swastikas, these horrible, horrible symbols on the train station in D.C. But he's not going to be deported. No, 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 no. He won't be. Anyway, Joe couldn't be in New York uh, yesterday. He had to be there today. He couldn't be at the funeral yesterday because he was uh, he was launching the cancer moonshot. This is another distraction from this administration. Look, I salute anybody who's going to work to end cancer. Cancer is one of the worst things that could ever hit any family. And God bless every researcher working on it. But for Joe Biden to stand up again after he was deputized by Barack Obama years ago to do the cancer moonshot and get things going, he's now decided it's time to, to cure cancer again? Why now, Joe? Why now, Joe? And his, his comments were really kind of bizarre. You know, when I put together the cancer moonshot, when they found out I had, uh, uh, I had NASA and a lot of other agencies looked at me like, what's the matter with you? I said, guess what? NASA knows more about radiation than all of you. Just a little disturbing, right? And then if you've seen the videos of uh, Joe being led down the podium 
by the first lady. She's holding his hand and guiding him down the podium. I, I recall when uh, Donald Trump was at the Army-Navy game, or was it a graduation at West Point? It might have been a graduation at West Point, and he had to walk down a ramp on a rainy day. It's kind of slippery, you know, and he held on to the rail. And the left side of the mainstream media mocked him mercilessly, saying, why is he holding on to the rail? Is he not well? Is he physically unwell? Well, you got a guy here who's physically and mentally declining in Joe Biden. And the media's not covering it. Of course they're not covering it. They're busy covering themselves. They're busy talking about how Jeff Zucker has left CNN, and he's telling us it's because he had an inappropriate relationship with a co-worker. Right. Right. Everybody knew about it. Apparently it was the worst kept secret at the company. And the staff is all torn up about losing Jeff Zucker. Zucker has been a larger than life figure at this news organization for nearly a decade, a pioneering figure. Jeff was a visionary leader for CNN during the last nine years of what can only be called a challenging news cycle. It's an incredible loss. Jeff is a remarkable person. There's certainly a clarity of mission and a clarity of vision uh, for, for this network that will be missed. Hmm. Yeah, right. I don't think it'll be missed. They've got new owners coming in. He was probably on the way out. The ratings are tanking. CNN is in a very, very bad place. Zucker is lucky to have gotten out when he did with the severance package. He probably got a beautiful golden parachute. I'm just saying. There's more to this story. Stay tuned. The uh, podcast today is going to be just a brief one, just this little 10-minute podcast. And tomorrow we'll be back with a full-on podcast. Hopefully we'll have Lauren Fix, the car coach, stopping by. She said she's got something to rant about. I want to talk to Wendy Patrick because there is a weird story out there about someone who said they went into the metaverse, that virtual world that Facebook has put together, and that within minutes of going into this world where you just, you're by yourself but you have a headset on, she says she was gang raped. Now, if it's a virtual world, why don't you just take the headset off? If you're at home all by yourself, why don't you? Now, she's suing. There's, there are legal issues involved. I have to talk to Wendy about this, and we'll find out if this is a brand new kind of law that's happening. And since it's Friday, we'll have a little fun with some of the weirdest stories of the week. Trust me, there are plenty of them. And uh, I've got a couple other surprises to share with you. So share the podcast with your friends. Tell them to come here to puropelka.com or to sign up on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud and get it every single day. And um, and we'll have some fun, as I said. Tomorrow, new podcast, uh, Friday night in Florida as well, and Saturday night in Philadelphia. Till next time, testudo, my friends. Testudo. Testudo. <laughs>